Hello everyone, welcome to a bonus episode of the Early Education Show. I'm Liam. I'm Lisa. And I'm Leanne. Now we've got a convoluted explanation for this. We we have our end of year review episode coming out this Friday, but we actually recorded that due to the magic of technology sort of early in December. And as always happens, the government and the opposition choose December after we literally the second we, we hit the stop button on record to announce all sorts of exciting early childhood things. So Lisa and Leanne have been very, very nice. And they've let me drag them back for about the only half an hour window we could find uh, to, to talk about um, a few news items that have come out. We thought we didn't want to wait till February which when we're back to sort of do a big look back at these because some of them are quite big and, and some of them are quite exciting so we thought we'd drag us back for a quick bonus episode I'm not going to be doing any editing or adding any music to this we're just going to sort of we actually the three of us I've been on leave so the three of us haven't actually even chatted about these things so we're sort of just going to chat about them live on air and you get to hear our initial chats doesn't that sound like fun that sounds like a fun bonus episode it does and really I'm I'm really pleased to be here because, you know, a few episodes ago I mentioned that I had to write a child protection policy. Yeah. That's my task for today. Oh. So you're just helping oh. me procrastinate. This is a nice procrastination. Is that your task for today or your task for the next three weeks? Well, it's been my task for, for the last three weeks and I haven't really gotten on to it. We're contributing to Lisa's procrastination. This is very bad. The the client who it's for heard the podcast episode and said, was that my child protection? (laughs) 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 So I think there's kind of three things we wanted to talk about. I think we'll talk about them in increasing order of importance. So we'll start with probably the least important and end with what I think is the most important sort of thing to come out. So we might start Ooh, with... It'll be interesting to hear your yeah, take on that. That's, that's entirely my take. So this has not been discussed with Lisa or Leanne at all. Um, so I thought we might start with... So people will probably be familiar with My Child, the the service where there were sort of uh, had a list of um, early childhood and school age care and family daycare services along with their ratings and where to find them and their fees, etc. That's now been uh, updated. Now... If you, if you told me you could have come up with a worse name than My Child for this service, I remember being quite cranky when it first came out. The government, of course, you should never underestimate the government. They can always make something in early childhood worse. So it's now called the Child Care Finder. Uh, so you can find that now. My Child now redirects to that. I checked that this morning and it's uh, childcarefinder.gov.au and it's powered by something called Service Connect, which I've never heard about, which is some new government system which only has the Child Care Finder on it. Um, I don't think we need to spend a lot of time talking about this. Maybe just do we do we each want to say how terrible it is and then move on? I just it's. I, I will okay, say... there's two things that piss me yeah, off about it. Of course there are. <laughs> <laughs> of course there is. The first one is that the previous one enabled you also to look up um, preschools and kindergartens. This one doesn't. It's only. Um, uh, you know, Commonwealth approved services. Just adding to that separation that's already in most people's mind about this stuff. Yeah, and the second one is it's not very accurate. There's millions of services that um, aren't on there. And apparently it works on a policy of if you've done the right thing and told them all about your vacancies, etc., and are up to date with your submissions, then you get on, you know, your lodgement of attendances, then you get um, priority listing. Yeah, you move further towards the top if that's the case. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Well, it's a market, and if you do the work, then you win. It is. Look, I will say it's a slightly better design than the old. Like, it is a little bit easier to use. That wouldn't be hard. That would not be hard. That's true. Um, but just to me, just it, it's another sort of nail on that coffin. I think I wrote – I can't remember. This might have been last year. It's been so long. But just how 
you know, one of the legacies of this government in their five years, um, and hopefully it's only, you know, five or six years next year that they, they, they were in government, but one of the legacies will be just the systemic removal of, you know, education and professionalism from our sector. And this is just another step on that road for me. Like it, it's really, it's, it's really downheartening to see it all launched and see it, you know. So it. that's something we're going to have to persuade the new government to take up. Yes. Use the words early education, people, not childcare. Yep, that's right. Yes, yes. Very much Absolutely. so, I agree. But I think um, I wonder from a parent's perspective what this is like to use because we're not parents. Well, I mean, we are. Well, we are. Sorry. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> this is breaking news Sorry on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I think we all are. We are, but I mean... We're... We are. All three of us are. Sorry. Goodness me. Can you just cut that bit out so <laughs> no, our children no don't feel like it? <laughs> no editing. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, gonna have to do I'm looking forward to Christmas, Christmas this year, Christmas. though. Now, now, now. now. <laughs> Annabelle and Elliot, unfortunately, Leanne's decided. That... <laughs> anyway, in... my point is, well, and Liam, you're still in the market for before exactly. and after school care. So I'm just, yeah, what, what's, have you looked at it, it from that? Look, I think it probably is easier to use. I think, and it, it, like I said, the design is better. Like the uh, the interface is a lot easier to use. I haven't tried for direct searching, but the old one, like like Lisa said, God, it can't be worse than trying to use that old one to find a service was an absolute nightmare. Um, but I think it's just for families. I think it just reinforces that thing we we have to fight against so hard, and this just reinforces it, which is that it's just you know finding childcare while they're going to work, and this is all that is. Yeah. Yes. Well, I've just I've searched in my area while we've been talking and I can see that all of the vacancies are popping up. And that kind of if I was a parent, that would make me extremely hopeful. But when I go in there, it doesn't really give me the detail on those vacancies. So I suppose no. maybe it does. And the quality but, ratings um, are right down the bottom of each service. Like it's just, yeah. just all the symbolism of that. It's like, well, what's the least important thing we need anyway? Well, you know, probably just their quality. We'll put that right at the end. Yeah, and does Look, it, at and least does it... it's there, Liam. Don't complain. <laughs> at least it's there. That's true. Well, maybe it can be. And if there's a little dollar sign there, what does that mean? Does that mean value for money, or that you can? <laughs> oh, maybe maybe it's got like a three dollar sign if it's a three if it's a very expensive <laughs> oh, you know, childcare like restaurants. Yeah. Oh, all yeah. right. Okay, okay. Now, I promise we're going to keep right. the time, so we're going to move on to the, the second most important announcement, we think, which was the announcement from the Education Council, so part of the, co- the Council of Australian Governments, that there'll be another NQF review, so a review of the National Quality Framework. Now, I did email, Lisa emailed this link to me while I was on leave, and I think my response was, didn't we just have one? So, what was, but you, you had a good response to that, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? It just takes we forever. It just took forever. The, the first review was actually started in 2014, and it didn't get back to us till 2017. So I think I said, Lisa, don't email me again until 2022 when I have to worry about this. <laughs> <laughs> but already you're worried about it, aren't you? Uh, well, I mean, uh, this is going to be interesting because it's going to fall between. Look, I think we're all largely assuming that you know there'll be a change in government, the federal government next year. There's also maybe going to be some you know, state and territory movement as well. Um, this one, it does, the feds don't have it. The, my understanding of this, you, you two might be able to correct me, is that the kind of the review process will be handled largely by um, the states and territories and the feds won't interfere too much. It's kind of, in, it's more the implementation that's the issue, not necessarily the actual review itself. Do you think that's largely the case? Um, look, it's done by the Education Council, which is, you know, like a COAG committee. So it consists, like everyone has an equal vote, you know, the, the feds and the states. 
And given that the states are primarily the regulatory bodies, yes, I think it's really exciting that it's going to be a review done where, um, like, everywhere apart from uh, three states, and by then it'll be two states because New South Wales will become a Labor government in the March election, I hope. <laughs> um, uh, it, um, you know, all apart from those three states are Labor states. So it's quite... It's taking us back to how it was when the NQF was originally, um, you know, designed. Um, in Well, we actually had all Labor at that time, but there's a, a much bigger majority. And given that they've all, um, you know, produced Lifting Our Game and other things like that, and, um, you know, we actually stand a chance of getting some good things out of the review but it's a national review. It's not done state by state. No, it's a national review. Yeah, so so it's it's not. I mean, it's sort of in in the. Sorry, because I thought you were saying, Liam, there that the states were going to be in charge of that. Well, my I don't know. This this could be completely this is completely ballpark guessing for me. Is that the feds have very little interest in this area whatsoever, except if they can find ways to cut money from it. I think the states and territories do care because, as you said, Lisa, they've got the regulatory function. My read of the last NQF review was that the kind of states did all the work, and then the feds could have got involved in the implement. Like they, they sort of meddled during the implementation part. I don't really have any evidence to back that up, but my understanding is that's how that stuff often often works. Well, I think, states I think you know it's. Well, then the, there's a, a national consultation and there's the review, and that's always done by a consulting firm. Yeah. <laughs> Cause, well, cause yeah, which it hasn't been announced which firm it'll be yet. So. Yeah, so we that would be we should run a book on that because that will be either mm. um, PwC or KPMG or who was that? I can't remember who it was Can last we time. Deloitte or something? Yeah. Can we do like an yeah. office sweeps? Can I get yeah, like scoopers, for please? PwC. Oh. I think yes. I'm, I'm with you on that one. but They're the golden I, child of consulting firms yeah, for but, the Liberal but government. But that said, I thought that there were some good processes in the last national consultation that yeah. we had. Um, and, yeah, see, I see now what you're saying is that the states then go to work on the recommendations and, and make those yeah. and, and have those views. My, yeah. my main thinking with this, though, is that, look, I, I'm all for quality assessment. I actually think the NQF you know, needs to be reviewed pretty regularly. But just think this, this, this just seems like a slightly bizarre structure. So we look at it. So the NQF launched in 2012. The, the first review launched early in 2014. It may have even been right at the end of 2013, if, I, if I, I may have got that wrong. So it was only really into that, that. That took four years to get done. Now, that had a bunch of recommendations, so there are some no, changes. It yes, it no, did. No, it didn't. We knew what the, the regulatory changes were going to be by 2016. No, it was just that they didn't come no, 2017, into force until October 2017. No, no we, we knew about No, they were gazetted. Well, yeah, they weren't considered. They were yeah, publicised were... way before. Okay, well, the, they, so, they were. The, the process from the review starting to the, the implement the recommendations of the review coming in, let's say that, was four years. So those recommendations have only just come in. So we now have the new national quality standard in February. We had the law and reg changes back in October 2017, and we're already going to review those, and presumably that's going to be a multi-year process. Like, it just seems like... We're, it well, seems like very early to review the changes. Focus. It'll be a different focus, won't it? Because I think that the point they're making is there's things like the the Royal Commission and there's other other considerations. It would be very interesting to see the terms of reference for this. 
I, I don't know. I didn't yeah. see them Look, I reckon what they're going to do is um, uh, fiddle with the needs for teachers because there isn't enough of them and they've set themselves up to do something that can't be done. I think they'll put in more things to make life difficult for family daycare because, as we know, they're all rotters. <laughs> and I think that there's some regulations that have actually just been put in in the last thing that are so open to interpretation that they'll need to define them a bit. Mm. Mm. Well, well, we'll look forward to our episode in 2023 where we discuss the, the changes. And, and, and I guess some encouragement for people to get involved in in the next round of consultations. And I don't know that we've had a heap of consultations in the last six months, have we? Have we been consultation-free? Is that possible? That's everything. Oh, no, that there's been lots of consultations, but um, they're not open to the hoi polloi. Ah. I, okay, so this is a great opportunity for the the um, all of us bottom the hoi polloi. to get yeah to get in, <laughs> to get involved because I I think that it, it's and I'm going to say for two reasons. No, <laughs> copycat. I know um, because it's always good to understand how these consultations work. So I think it's a you know it's one of your kind of acts of advocacy to get involved in yeah. in consultation and and also of course because you really want to know about these things as soon as they're starting to be discussed because as someone very knowledgeable once said to me governments do things by stealth and so mm-hmm. it's important to get in there and make sure that these you know that they're keeping to the terms of reference and that these are the important um, things that are being dealt with rather than nibbling away at the edges of the NQF. All right, good challenge there. Well, once the uh, you know the consultation becomes available, we'll make sure we obviously talk about it. We'll probably do, we might do an audio submission again. Will they accept an audio submission? Yes. They better. I hope so. Can we push for a one to three ratio for babies if we do? Yeah, definitely. Oh, wouldn't that be amazing? The next well, it was it was one of the re- things that was supposed to happen in the reviews. Mm. It was. All right, well, let's move on to, to me, what I think has been the biggest and most important. I don't think we can call it an announcement necessarily, but it's uh, I'm, I've been calling it a commitment in all the writing I've been doing. But uh, the Labor, the Federal Labor Party have been holding their national conference over the last few days, uh, and they've made they've been talking a little bit about early childhood. They've sort of re-announced their plan for three-year-old preschool. Um, but Bill Shorten gave what I think you'd have to characterise as sort of the strongest commitment yet. I mean, he used the word promise. Um, that they will they will uh, act on educator uh, wages. Um, I kind of want to want to get his actual quote here, which I should have you know. Again, this is a rough and ready bonus podcast. If I was organised, I'd have it in front of me. Um, but he I sent it to you this morning. I think you did. Yes, it was. That was very much appreciated. But um, he said, "We will pay early childhood educators what you deserve." That's Labor's promise. Now. The first thing to say is there's no detail there. There's no idea how that's going to work. Although, um, Lisa, you sent me another article this morning, which I think gives us some idea how they're thinking about doing that. But before we go to that point, um, I think we just want to acknowledge, and I, look, I'm the first to be bitter and cynical about this stuff. And like I said, I, I, I've, I've refused to get on a hugely excited bandwagon before we see an actual policy proposal, how much are they going to spend, how is it going to work. But, you know, this was said in front of hundreds of... Um, it was said in public. It was said in front of you know hundreds of Labor members and, and MPs. I don't think this is something they can walk away from. So some, something is going to happen on this, and I, I, I just hope we see you know a full policy commitment before the next election. But I don't think there's any other way to say that this is positive, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Absolutely. 
Um, and I think, Lisa, did you want to talk about, so the there was a news article this morning talking about a speech that uh, Bill Shorten's going to give today, which is about some changes to how the Fair Work Commission operates, which sounds to me like this is how they're going to to implement something around this area. Uh, yes. It, um, oh, you know what? I'm so disorganised, although I know I sent it to you. <laughs> I, um, I can't find it. Yes, I have now got it, yeah, which is that um, they're going to order um, the Fair Work Commission to prioritise pay equity for Australian women. Um, so pay equity will be written into the Fair Work Act as a central objective of the industrial relations system compelling the Commission to consider gender disparities when making pay orders. And they're going to create a new presidential role within Fair Work to undertake pay equity reviews, backed by a pay equity panel and a research unit dedicated to equal remuneration. So although that's great for our sector, it's also great for other sectors that are female-dominated. And I think, you know, given that Fair, the Fair Work Commission exists, this is probably a better way to go about it rather than just, you know, awarding a sum of money. Yeah. But it does seem like a bit of a slower way to go about it. But, you know, at least, um, you know, the intent is there and I think that's great. And it'd be much more difficult to undo once that's in place. For sure. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, full credit to the like to Bill Shorten for, again, I don't want to call it an announcement, but, it, but to make this commitment, I think, to to educators. United Voice have been doing some spruiking of it. It seems like this is something that um, they are they are really thinking about doing. I think um, yeah, my, I think we talked about this in a previous podcast. I, you know, I hope they've learned the lessons of the Early Years Quality Fund from back in 2013. It sounds like they have. Um, but it seems like they, they, they are committed to... To, to doing something on this. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I think those are all of the three big things we wanted to talk about and not wait until um, until February when we when we come back. I'm sure there'll well, be... Well, it's four things because they did reiterate the, the preschool um, for three-year-olds and four-year-olds yeah. and um, put some detail in there. They said it'll be for 15 hours, 40 weeks a year. So... Yeah. It's yeah, that was pure. good to see, wasn't it? Yeah. That was good to good to see it being announced publicly. This, and look, you two have been doing this for a lot longer than than I have. Not that I'm suggesting anything like that, but is this one of the look? Assuming all this stuff makes it into Labor's, you know, full policy platform, I think we still need to see an announcement on professional development. But you know, we don't we don't have that yet. Is this one of the better? It, well, certainly for the last little while, one of the better policy platforms we'll see going into an election Nothing for early childhood. Nothing can beat Kevin 07. That was that early childhood policy. Honestly, if we'd written it, if you and if the three of us had sat down to write it, we would have been lucky to come up with one as good as that. And yeah, I, I agree, Lisa. And I think also that the speed with which that happened as well was quite phenomenal. And that's why I, I sort of wonder whether it was just a. a a point in time where we were incredibly, you know, so much work had been done to lead into that, um, but it is, but the the implementation of that was extraordinary. Yeah. The the thing that we don't know, Liam, though, is that there is no written policy on any of this, and there's no yeah. costings behind it. And yeah. until we get those two, it really all we can say is good on them for putting it in there, but it might be meaningless words, and you know. I, I don't trust any political party. <laughs> Probably a sensible move, Lisa. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. And I think this was, you know, um, 
the point that I'm making in our upcoming episode, which has been previously recorded, <laughs> is that it's just – I think that, that the Labor Party was positioned to strike. You know, they were, they were ready to go on so many different policy platforms and they, they had it all worked out. It would be interesting to know if, in actual fact, they have done the sort of work that was done before Kevin Rudd was elected – in order to, to sort of implement as quickly as they did then. And I'd say no. Mm. Well, we were I nearly going to I want to see the words where they say we will change the language to early education. I want to see them putting in things like, you know, a commitment to one to three. I want to see them, you know, putting in a commitment to professional development. I want to see them putting in a commitment to... Um, scholarships for uh, teachers or uh, you know, a workforce development. Oh, work, workforce support for first-year out teachers. That's what I want to see. I want to see that. Mm. Yeah. Mentoring. A... Yeah, I, I want like the, you know, what, what schools do and, and give first-year out teachers the support they need in that first year so they can stay in the game and be enthusiastic. I can't wait till I... The... 2019 election special where we list our demands for the various parties. <laughs> but wasn't professional development in the last Labor Party platform yeah. last election? It was, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 They had, uh, they've still got time. So you'd But think we've got a different minister and it's a, a different shadow minister and it's a shadow minister that doesn't necessarily have the depth of experience that Kate Ellis yeah. did. Yeah. I'm not All saying right. she won't be wonderful, but... Yeah. yeah. Well, we, we we're just sort of laying down the gauntlet, aren't we? We're just saying this is what we want. And, of course, we are great policy influencers. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, now that, mean we're that, not? That is the note to end on. I'm ruthlessly going to keep this time. So we hope you enjoyed this quick bonus episode. I just wanted to talk about a few things we didn't want to wait till February. You will have another new, uh, longer end-of-year review wrap-up episode uh coming this friday you can also still grab our exploring the nqs bonus episodes um will be i think there'll be uh two of those uh off uh so we'll be taking two weeks off from those over the christmas at a new year's time but they'll be back early in the year as well so we'll leave it for there uh we'll, we'll be back in your ears uh with a normal episode this friday and then back in february so until uh, our special episode this friday it's goodbye from me and from me and from me <laughs> <laughs>